Bonjour, willkommen zu Creative Psychopaths. Mein Name ist Mark. That's right, yeah, here, yeah. Welcome to Creative Psychopaths. A little bit of foreign language at the beginning there because this episode is top five horroring news for I made up my own language there, got completely confused. Anyway, this is top five foreign language movies. Um, me and Matthew go through exactly that list of things. It's a delightful episode. Really, really good fun. I enjoyed editing it. Um, so, yeah, off you go. Get ready. I don't have anything to say going into this one. I love to think of a funny joke um, or a non-funny joke or anything really leading into it. Really, I'm just going to continue to ramble on until um, the music cuts me off. Uh, hopefully that'll be soon. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast with me, Mark, and him, Matthew. Hello. This is a weekly horror movie podcast where sometimes we talk to a guest, sometimes we just talk to ourselves, and sometimes, like we are doing today, we're doing a top five. Um, this week we're going to be looking at top five foreign language movies. I nearly said top five horror movies then, which would have been really vague. Um but yeah, we're doing well, that. We did say we were going to get to that eventually, didn't we? Or, or even top tens. So. Oh, top tens. Yeah, so at some point we will get to uh, do a, a full-on top ten horror movies. But we'll probably do an each individual episode for that, which would be a treat. Yeah, that'll be a biggie. Yeah. So the September sleepover is all over with. We're not watching any more Nightmare on Elm Street films for now. Um, we're going to wait till next september we think yeah um, we we if we get there a, we picked a bad month didn't we because i mean it's five thursdays in september this year so <laughs> we yeah well we, we, could, we stretch that we could have watched more we could have watched more um but i wanted to save them plus you know we've been busy been very very busy mm. so as usual with these uh top fives it's going to be us whiffling on at the start about what we've seen recently and whether you should see it or not. Um, we've bypassed the banter because, um, uh, yeah, why not? We're, so, we're beings of pure forced banter. Yeah, we, we are. We've, um, we, we've discovered that um, banter just comes without being forced. It's, it's quite an entertaining thing. Although, actually, um, if anyone's got an opinion on this, we have discussed, I think we've discussed, um, potentially having the Would You Rather um, in more episodes, because we feel that I think having a game or something at the beginning really seems to get everyone out of their uh, ready to go. So, Yeah, well, it's... Or, or other, other sleepover games, maybe. Yeah, if other people have got opinions on that, but we thought um, something like that. And in, w in which case, if we were going to do that on a normal guest episode, it would just be one just to get everyone going rather than one each because we don't need to be stretching these episodes into three hours. Um, which, are, although I think we've got better at that. We've got better at getting them tighter. 
Um, right. So, what have we been watching? So, I thought we'd start with um, very quickly talking about Jaws because it was re-released on the cinemas um, with a 3D cut and an IMAX cut. Um, and Matthew, you saw it in 3D, right? Uh, I did, yeah. Uh, in IMAX as well, or no? It was just in. Uh... Actually, quite a small screen. It's only a little cinema uh, for my local, and uh, I actually saw the first scene twice because they messed up the 3D like really badly. Uh, so a hero in the crowd got up and uh, alerted the cinema to uh, to the problem, and they fixed it straight away. We did start from scratch. Uh, yeah. I, it, 3D is just unnecessary. Uh, it, it didn't. I would say it's the best 3D I've ever seen, but yeah. it just it just doesn't need it. it <laughs> you know, I can brains are wired to understand how 2D images work. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, yeah. we're, we're well practiced at it now. So yeah, I just think just just bin it off. You know, Avatar doesn't need to be protected in 3D that we start to give it trial runs again. People will see it in 2D. Yeah, they will, yeah. Although I think I think Avatar's the only one that it really suited, but then it was filmed to be 3D. It's not a movie that's um a 2D movie that they've converted to 3D. It's actually meant to be in 3D, so it like looks good, but it looks I think good. It's, it's probably easier when it's as computer generated as that. Yes, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I saw it in IMAX, um, and it's I'm popping my cherry for IMAX, um, and I absolutely had no idea how big IMAX screens were. So I went with my sister, and we booked seats right in the middle, like right in the middle of the cinema, and um, we got sat down, and we were like, you know, almost craning our necks to see the see the screen. So we ended up moving right back, obviously out of our uh, where we were supposed to be and move right to the back, which was because it was literally the only place you could sit um, to see the screen properly. But it's uh, it, it was amazing. So good for me to uh, see in that. And I don't know what they'd done with the sound quality, but you could hear, you could hear specifically water, you know, like more than any other time I've listened to it, watched it before. You really felt enveloped by any time there was water. Um. I don't want to talk too much about Jaws. Um, but the the thing that always surprises me when I see it at the, at the cinema is the pace in which it, it, it clicks by because it's a two-hour movie and you're always... I feel I am always getting caught out by what point I am in the movie, like, oh, we're here already. Um, so, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of one of those films, isn't it, that... Uh it moves along faster than you, you really think. So if you, if you were to recap sort of the plot and you say, Oh, you know, this happens and this happens and this happens. There's, there's really not a great deal actually happening. Is there? No, no. But it... When you're, you're in there, it, it keeps going for like you say, two hours runtime and it's, there's, there's no fat on it. No, no. It just keeps clicking by. Yeah. But we we will one day get to actually doing jaws. Well, episode one hundred, I, I promised it, and that'll, it'll happen. 
Episode 100. If we get there, will be Jaws. And if we don't, the last episode we do will be Jaws. <laughs> we'll get we'll there. just call it episode 100. To... Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so, just trying to think what else we might have both seen. We, you watched Glorious, did you? I, I did watch Glorious, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was on Shudder? It was. Uh, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was... Uh, I think for me, it was probably spoiled a little bit by expectations because I'd written, read a couple of articles pointing it out beforehand. Yeah, saying, right. This is this amazing film. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's this, this and that. And I think if I'd have gone into it cold, I would have probably enjoyed it more. Yeah. Uh, not to say I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was, it was good. Uh, yeah. No, I had no idea about it going in. Absolutely no clue. I just downloaded it to watch it work, and I was like, you know, s- s- taken back <laughs> by it. it um, I wasn't expecting J.K. Simmons in it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, anything that J.K. Simmons is in, he elevates by at least a whole letter grid than his. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Although I was annoyed that he didn't ask for any pictures of Spider-Man. I really, I really wanted that to happen. But um, or throw a symbol at anyone. No, uh, but yeah, it was an enjoyable movie. Um, uh, sort of, I, I thought different to anything I'd seen before. So um, yeah, I really quite enjoyed it. it I, has... I would say if anyone hasn't seen it, it's it's very brisk and it is you know mm. is a an enjoyable. Uh, film it it's, doesn't take too much out of you does it is no. pure enjoyment from just watching it yeah it's right. a good one um right so uh i've got a couple of others that i've watched um i don't know if you've got anything else you want to talk about uh yes yeah, so in terms of new release i did we did get a couple over the last month mm-hmm. so uh, i saw the new orphan film all right uh so is, is that is that one that you've seen yet? Mm-mm. No, so I actually watched both of them because I hadn't seen the uh, the original. All right. Uh, very much enjoyed the first one. I thought it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, the second one, you know what? They took a swing. I will give them that. Uh, I thought it, it started out quite poor and then it got wild. And then at the end of it, I, just, I don't think they kept the momentum. And... Didn't, didn't quite enjoy it as much as the first one for that. I think at the halfway point, it's set up at a point where I thought, this is going to be fantastic. Uh, but unfortunately, it just didn't, it just didn't quite hit. Uh, so I'd say definitely worth a, worth a go. Though. Absolutely worth, worth a look. Yeah, I'll definitely. I only watched the original Orphan very recently, before I even knew there was going to be a sequel. I think I got it in CX for like, 49p or something yeah and and it does the same in the first one in that it takes you somewhere you're not expecting Mm. you know at the start of the film it it does take you on a ride again which is a pretty you know impressive thing to pull off after the you know after how mad the first one was yeah yeah Uh, and they also do a really good job with you know sort of body doubles and stand-ins and trick photography after the uh you know, the, the titular orphan grew up. <laughs> it seems like a lot of effort, doesn't it, for for a sequel to 
I mean, it's a good film, but it's not an amazing film. It seems like a lot of effort to go to, but fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, and the the people that made it very clearly had an idea that seemed worth it. Mm. Fair enough. So, yeah, they. I think it was deserving of uh, of a prequel, definitely, with with everything they put together. Sweet. Um, so I'll go in on one. Uh, I watched the Amazon remake of Good Night, Mommy, which um, is a remake of a, I think, Austrian film. Uh, uh, it is, yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen I've seen both, so I thought I'd um, I thought I'd give this one a go. Um, and I thought I actually thought it was okay. I think I think it's a movie that because it's got some twists and turns because you already know what the twists and turns are going to be. It's a bit, um, you know, and I, I sort of do vaguely understand the need to remake these movies because some people just blatantly won't watch the sort of films we're going to yeah. be talking about. Um, but I thought I, I thought it was fine. I thought. Um, Naomi Watts was pretty good in it, and I thought the kids playing the twins were were good. Um, if I was giving it our rating system, I'd probably give it, um, ooh, that's spooky, um, rather than going over the top, because it certainly, it certainly didn't have the sort of um, the same vibe as the original one. Um, but I think, I might be wrong, but I think I read that it was the same director, um, which is something. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I won't say what I was going to say because that will come up a bit later. Okay. Uh, for that, so I'll keep stum for now on uh, on this. All right, fair enough. <laughs> well, that's just a little bit of spice there. Oh yeah, a little bit of sizzle for the future. Yeah. Have you got another one? Uh, so I do. I watched the invitation as well. Another new release. Ah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's crap. <laughs> it's uh, I can't. I'd say I, I do like looking for for good stuff, and and there is some you know some nice stuff to to find in there. There's some you know nice uh, shots to look at, good locations and and costuming and things like that. Uh, but. It's, it's what happens is very easy to telegraph uh, and it, it's not particularly well performed that this script's really quite shoddy uh, and it, it just it, it's not as fun as it should be as well I think right, is, the, right. is a big problem keep away from it then I w- yeah, I would say out of the films that we've mentioned, probably the the one that I would say leave till last if you're going yeah. through uh, going through and watching them all. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll uh, I think I'll I think I'll leave it. Um, well, I've got one more movie to talk about before we go into our segue movie, um, which is a film someone recommended to me called Psycho Gorman. Have you seen that? Uh, is it is it Dave Gorman? Is, no. is he the psycho in question? No, no. Um, psycho Gorman. I mean, it's a great title. It's 
it's like a really shit movie verging on being amazing. Um, it's like, I'd say there's a lot of characters in it and they all look like somewhat like versions of Power Rangers villains, but horrid up. Um, the main character in it, this little girl is very frustrating, but it, uh, as, as movies go, it's very, very silly, which is the kind of comedy I like. Yeah. Um, it's a bit trauma-esque. Um, and I just, you know, I sort of really, really enjoyed it, despite the fact that I, I will say that it is a bit crap. Um. <laughs> I've got it up on Letterboxd, and it's it, pretty popular. Yeah, Most yeah. Most reviews are four stars. So. Yeah, but I, I think I think I'm right in what I'm saying. It's, it's like, it is a good film, but it's also crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, like there's... There's, you're not going to get anything out of it other than a few laughs and 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 what have you. But um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. But it is does it is shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I will. I'll definitely get a look on that because that does sound. It sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to have to uh, bring it on here one at one point. We'll definitely have to do that. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll force someone else to watch that as well as you. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the only other one that I've, I'm going to mention is it's not a horror film, but it is on it. It's on Shudder, and it's okay. kind of tangential. Uh, and that is the This Is Gua documentary on mm. Shudder, which fantastic, really great documentary. Uh, so, if you enjoy anything akin to sort of monsters, comedy, horror movies, just just give it a go because. Even if you're not a fan of the band, which I mean, I'm not particularly, but it's so great. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll have to give it a watch. Uh, I, I keep meaning to, but I've got 900 different films that I keep meaning to watch as well. So, yeah, that's always a problem, isn't it? I always end up watching something I've already seen, like Jaws. <laughs> right. Lovely. So we've got. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about one last movie before we go into this top five, and it's our Segway movie, because we both went to the Odeon to see um, Scream Unseen. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically you purchase a ticket for a horror movie, but you don't know what it is until it starts up. Uh, and the movie that we got to see was Hatching, which was... Um, oh, I should have written down the year. Did you write down the year? Uh, it's this year, yeah. New yeah, release no, coming this... to... Uh... Cinemas was, proper this week. It was this year. I think I read though that it was made some time ago. Uh, I don't know. I just say twenty twenty two. All right, fair enough. I think maybe it been it's been released in other countries already. I think that might be what it is. Um, and it is a Finnish movie. Um, yes. So obviously foreign language. We both watch this. This is what what your segue is. I think if you have to explain your segues, maybe they're not segues. <laughs> I don't know. I like to think it just highlights how clever we are at thinking yeah, about it. Oh, yeah, we are very clever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we like to tell people how clever we are. So, yeah, that works out. Uh, <laughs> well, number one, I wasn't expecting it to be this. Um, I thought I was thinking maybe it was going to be Smile. Um, I, I had money on Smile uh, yeah. when we were there. And I was vaguely hoping it would be Halloween, even though I knew it never would be. Oh, you never know. <laughs> um, 
so yeah uh so what did you think i thought the sort of the first two acts of this were absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. it was sort of wacky in a good way uh also quite tense and like very interesting thematically uh and then it just got a bit bland towards the end uh and a bit yeah it's just covered ground that has been covered a thousand times yeah yeah uh, i think a more interesting ending wasn't probably wasn't that difficult to work out and they didn't do it which was a bit i would say upsetting because i still enjoyed the film um but I thought it could have been a bit of a, a modern classic from the, the first bit. And in the end, I think it'll probably sort of just slip in with with the other films that, that have come out without leaving much of a splash, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I think well, my, my opinion of it was that the horror elements were were nothing to write home about. Um, I enjoyed the family elements of it, um, you know, this um, this idea that, that you show one part of yourselves and yet what's actually going on behind the scenes is something else. And, you know, the relationship between the mother and the daughter was probably the tensest part, I thought. Um, but I didn't, I quite enjoyed the puppet. I absolutely loved the the bird monster puppet yeah. thing. Well, I thought uh, those elements of it, the horror elements were, I don't know, there was just nothing to them for me. They didn't, it, it, I think as a movie, it, very, it did very little for me because I preferred the bits that weren't the horror bits. Yeah, the that, that's kind of a thing throughout the film, wasn't it? Is that the, the real horror of the film was, was in the relationships between all the characters yeah yeah uh, i'm mostly uh you know between tina who's who's the lead and, and a mum uh, she was but, a fantastic actress though i thought really good yeah in fact, I, mean, I thought the acting was great all in all yeah and it it wasn't just that i mean that was the, the whole key thing but i really just hated the dad in it as well hmm. uh and the the little shit of a brother like and and all of that was was where the real where the real horror was and i kind of think there was you can probably tell maybe two better films with the, yeah. the just a straight up family film yeah with these relationships uh and also do the the wacky bird person horror film yeah yeah i mean I think I I think I understood that the bird was supposed to represent her giving love that she wasn't receiving. I think that's sort of how that was, and in in the end, she became her parents anyway. But I think, um, yeah, you know, thematically it's very. But I just uh, well, I'm I'm, I'm going to talk myself around in circles, so I'll just stick with what I said. And I think if I was going to give it a rating again, it'd be a new. It's spooky. And I agree with you. I think it'll just fade into the fade into the distance. Yeah, I would give the same review. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, it was it was on for a creative psychopath for so long, mm. uh, and 
Yeah, I, I would say sort of throughout the film as as Bird Person becomes more human throughout, it, it is directly correlating with how interesting the film is, I think. Mm, yeah, no, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Um right, so uh, that's the first slice of bread then. So we might as well slip into these um top five horror movies. Um so yeah, so we, we've talked about one that's uh, that's left us a bit cold. So let's let's talk about some ones that we really like. Yeah, yeah. Uh I I've got some honorable mentions before I go in and one dishonorable mention, but it's the dishonor is on me. Okay. Um, because I get the feeling if I had seen this film, I probably would have been in my top five. So, so I don't know why I've included it, but um, I have not yet seen let the right one in. And I really think that um, I should have done. And because everyone tells me how good it is. Well, well um, let, let, let's just leave that one for now because <laughs> it, we, it might come up later. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so no, I haven't seen that. Um, La Llorona, which uh, we did on this podcast um, before before you joined me, I did that one with Mike, um, which was... That was, was the one where there was, there was the two uh, La Llorona films in the same year, wasn't it? That's right, yeah, there was The Curse of And La you went Llorona. for the good one. <laughs> yeah, we went for the good one, which was really great, amazingly filmed, uh, very slow burn, but... A really, really great film. And also His House, which was on Netflix. It's mostly in... Actually, I don't know what language it's mostly in. I will... Yeah, the, the, the characters are, are South Sudanese refugees, aren't no, they? Oh, there you go, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what dialect's spoken there, so... No. Uh, apologies uh, for that one. But yes, I did think about that one myself, because it did come up few times when I was you know just having a browse just to see if there's anything that I missed or or thought worth looking but I, I thought there was a little bit too much English in that one for me to, to include but uh, but it is a very good film enjoyed it a lot yeah again wonderfully shot I think um that's what I really liked about it um yeah I've, I've got one that I'm I'm going to mention but I, I couldn't bring myself to put it in because it's it's a silent film <laughs> and it's Nosferatu. So I mean, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, in, incredible film. I, I still maintain that the shot of him moving up the stairs in silhouette is the the greatest single shot in horror history. Uh, but it's a silent film <laughs> you know you, you, you can't really count it as, as foreign language even though it is is german <laughs> yeah on a technicality uh, uh, another one that i'm gonna mention uh is uh, i think it's norwegian film uh called cadaver uh which i found on netflix as mm-hmm. well uh which i thought was quite an enjoyable uh little film as well uh again it's Pretty obvious as to to what's going on in the film, yeah. Uh, but doesn't mean that it's uh, not you know not good on the ride. Uh, you know, it does keep you keep you going, keeping you entertained, even though you know you, can, you know what's you know what's going on. Uh, and another one which uh, I'm not. It's not not an amazing film, 
by any stretch, but uh, I, I try to make an effort to watch uh, quite a few Polish films because uh, my other half is, is Polish and not got a great deal of horror yet. Uh, I've just found a huge amount of Polish horror that I've uh, been able to get hold of. So mm-hmm. that's going to change soon. Sweet. Uh, the only one that we really had uh, was again on Netflix called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Right. Uh, and it's it's a fun sort of sleepaway camp film that's uh, got a couple of, you know, nasty looking monsters in and, you know, some nice effects and a bit of a laugh. Uh, so I'd, I'd say it's worth a watch, but say, not in love with it, but I had to say something Polish for family dynamics. <laughs> no, it sounds good though. And it's, it's, it's good that you're going, dipping into that stuff. Um, I've been looking at more Spanish horror films. Um, I think, although I don't think, no, none of my ones are, are Spanish, but still. Um, yeah. So, so we, we've not we're not mentioning Wreck then, which is one that comes up a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't have it on my list. Um, it was it was close to mine, but uh, I, I left it off. Uh, I think I, I've gone for something a bit more personal than on this one. Uh, yeah, me too. I don't think um, I think one of my movies is debatably horror or not, um, but whatever. <laughs> So uh, let's get into it. Um, I think I'll go first. Okay. Um, so my first in at number five is 1955's Les Diaboliques, which is a French horror film. Um, basically, um, uh, the wife of an abusive husband um, plots with somebody else to kill him. And the sort of plan that they have to have the body show up in a swimming pool doesn't go to go to plan and um, then the wife becomes haunted by him um, it does have a twist at the end but uh, it's a really real tense movie um, the funny thing about well not the funny thing about it but the thing about Lady Diabolique is way back when back in the sort of 90s when I was a teenager um I used to buy Total Film all the time, and this movie used to come up all the time in charts. And so, so much so that I was like, I've got to see this movie because they built it up as being the scariest movie ever made. And I, when I watched it, I really didn't like it um, because it is a real slow burn of a movie. But as I've got older, that's become my preference <laughs> for horror movies. Yeah. Um, so, and I've become more tolerant uh, tolerance maybe not the right word but i've become more appreciative should i say of foreign language movies so yeah that's my number five okay so i'm actually going for a, a, another very slow burn for uh for my number five and i've gone for a german film uh which is pretty recent called Hagazusa. uh yep. so big folk horror film fans uh in this house and this one is sort of among that modern trend for for you know that that sort of style of, of horror. So it's you know, very slow, very deliberate. Uh, all the themes are, sorry, all the, the sets are 
centuries old. Uh, you know, I think it's set in the 17, 1800s, uh, you know, in rural Germany. I would probably describe it uh, as one person in the letterbox reviews did as the witch, uh, but slower and less action packed. <laughs> but crikey, <laughs> it, uh, it it's very atmospheric, uh, and it, it harks back to that old German expressionism, which was very you know one of the foundations of of horror filmmaking in general. Uh, so. It, you know, it's not going to be for everyone. No, uh, but it is for me. It it really did stick with me, uh, and you know, kept me thinking about it. Which, again, sort of film that I like that that doesn't feel disposable. I've added it to my list. Um... Uh, I believe we we just stumbled across it uh, on Amazon Prime. I think it was, so it it might still be there if, uh, if you. Well, I'm sure I can find a way to watch it. I mean, even if I have to sail the seven seas. Um, by which case, I mean, get a boat to see it, of course. Yeah, boat to Germany and... Uh, boat to Germany, away you go. And then they'll, they'll surely have it in a DVD shop over there. <laughs> so, um, my next one is... Number four is Funny Games, 1997. Well, funny you should say that because my number four is Funny Games from 1997. Oh, amazing. Oh, brilliant. Oh, well, oh, we can discuss that one together then. That's lovely. Uh, so anyone who hasn't seen that, it's sort of like a home invasion movie. Um, well, I think it, it kind of, I don't think we'd have the modern home invasion movie without it, really. No, I, don't no, think it, it's... It, I think the thing I really like about Funny Games is the sort of twist, the weird twists and turns that it makes, and the fact that it's a bit meta. Um, yeah. yeah, it goes social commentary, doesn't it? At, yeah. Uh, in a very big and alarming way uh, yeah. at one point in the film. Yeah, the main character addresses the camera, which is something. And um, at one point, when it's not going their way, just rewinds everything, uh, which is. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Well, uh, I think I think that's one of the strengths of the the film, but also one of the reasons why I don't really ever want to go back and watch it again <laughs> is that it's unrelenting in its hopelessness. <laughs> you know, it yeah, really... absolutely. It's a really hopeless film. It doesn't it doesn't end nicely. Um... Yeah, it really just wallows and thrives in the misery <laughs> that it, it it lays out. Yeah, it's um maybe it's an awful film. No, it's it, it, it's great. And I think as horror films goes, it does what you just said then, it does exactly what you want from it. It's awful and it makes you feel bad. Yeah, when when you say you don't want to watch it again, that that's a compliment. I think so, yeah. Because it, it, it's trying to that that's what it's trying to say, isn't it? I agree. You know? In fact my number one I've never watched again, but <laughs> uh, have you seen the the american remake mm, no because i saw this one so no um... so i mean it, like we mentioned earlier it's the same director so ah. basically just went oh it didn't do very well because americans didn't get it so i'm gonna remake it more or less shot for shot uh and he cast tim roth and was it naomi watts i'm just going to double check 
Uh, I, I think it might to, have been. I don't want to make myself look like a fool. I think uh, I have seen it. It actually. was Naomi Watts, yeah, as the uh, the couple whose house is invaded. I think I have seen it because I vaguely recall Tim Roth being timed up, t- timed up, tied up. Uh, so yeah, I must have watched it. But yeah, I think without this, I don't think you get the purge. I don't think you get the strangers. strangers yeah, yeah. It, you know, it just yeah brought that back into life and. Mm. Yeah, it's an absolute. It's an excellent film. Maybe it should have been higher. Um, I mean, we both put it four, so uh, <laughs> maybe we're onto something. Yeah, maybe. Right. So, I'll, I'll do my number three then, um, which is going to be Train to Busan, two thousand sixteen, which is a Korean. I think oh, I should have really should have looked all this up. I looked up the dates and then didn't bother to look for it. Yeah, sorry, it's Korean. Yeah, South Korea. Um, so which ba- which is basically a zombie movie, but it's got so much heart. From the horror point of view, the zombies look great. They move great. It's got that intensity that you want from a zombie film, but it's also got so much heart. Like, it's, I think, a rare occasion that you can care about so many characters in a horror movie that you don't want them to die. Um, but this does that for everybody. And uh, it's the only horror movie I can ever think of that's made me cry. Um, genuine tears at the end of it, um, which I wouldn't ruin for anybody. But um, it's all, it's always going to be high up on my list of horror movies and be, because it uh, made me emotional and was something I really wanted, you know, from a, from, from a movie in general. You want to elicit emotion, but it's just such a good horror film as well. So, yeah, Train to Busan. Okay. Which I believe they are remaking. They are going to remake that as well. It's going to be Last Train to New York or something like that. Oh, God. (laughs) But there was a sequel for it as well, wasn't there? Peninsula. There there was, yeah. Um, I haven't seen that one, though, I must admit. I don't know if it's any good or not. I sort of don't want to ruin it for myself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have to uh, to give it a crack for this and see what happens. I was supposed to do it with somebody, but um, they or I cancelled, and and um, just never got around to getting another date. So uh, it is in the, it is lined up at some point. <laughs> well, I, I look forward to it. Okay. So uh, yeah, my number three is uh, well, it's, it's actually in the Basque language. And it is Eramentari, uh, which uh, subtitled "The Blacksmith and the Devil." So, I mean, you said you were you were looking for Spanish films. This is in Spain, but it's not Spanish. I don't know if that <laughs> if that helps. Uh, so, yeah, so the Basque country in in northern Spain. So it's a place that my brother lives, and mm-hmm. it's a wonderful part of the world. And the the language there is it, it's bizarre. It's the, like, the oldest known dialect in Europe, I believe, uh, possibly even the world. Uh, although I, I don't think that's true, so don't quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> the Europe one is true, though. Uh, and it, it's it's a language that doesn't really sound like the rest of Spain. You know, it's not doesn't sound like Spanish, uh, which I kind of think liken it to how English and Welsh just sound completely different despite mm. being neighbours. Uh, and it's 
a language that just doesn't get films made in it as well. I think I looked up Basque films on Wikipedia and it's like 14 entries. You know, it's it's wow. mad. Uh, and it, it does a really good job in playing with sort of local myths and, and folklore again. Because uh, there's, there's a weird amount of the devil in sort of the Basque country. Uh, so, you know, the folklore, this, you know, this does tell a local folktale about a, a devil being captured by a blacksmith and, and kidnapping a girl and uh, th- those sorts of things, which if you watch the film, you'll find out. Uh, and there's also like this local myth that the devil tried to learn the Basque language uh, and tried for seven years and couldn't do it, so gave up. So, you know, it's... <laughs> uh, yeah, so it plays all with that stuff, and it, it feels it feels kind of unique but universal as a result of that. You know, it's uh, just a, a really like really good film by itself. You know, but it kind of just feels that little extra bit special when you know sort of the stuff that's around it. Yeah, that's it. It it it, it sounds good. Uh, at least the history behind it sounds really good. Um, I've lost my pencil. Oh, it's all right. I've, I just Googled it. I know. Uh, fine. And you can always email me a list. Oh, sorry. Message me it. Oh, I suppose I should do my number two then. Right. Well, this is my number two. This is going to be the one that it, it is a horror film, but it's, you, you could probably argue that it isn't. Um, and it's, um, Gojira or Godzilla. Uh, 1954 okay yeah it's just i just really enjoy it um and i think i will say that part of the reason that i enjoy it so much is because as a kid those were the movies that i watched with my dad monster movies so i've got such a a good place in my heart for monster movies and godzilla himself um i really like i really like this one i think probably doesn't look as good now as you know as it did back then, but obviously you've got to you've got to take these things into account. And I just really like it as movies go. And like without it, we wouldn't really have kaiju and stuff like that, and um, Power Rangers and all that good stuff. You know, I'm sure there were myths and law law and stuff like that, but this is sort of the beginning of Toho, the beginning of that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I really uh, yeah, good era, but. Whether it's a horror movie or not, I don't really know. It's, I think it's a monster movie, isn't it? Well, I think sort of those early days, you know, it's, it's got to be considered a horror, really, isn't it? You know, it's it's just that we've had so many of them, and mm. that we, we've sort of become desensitized to that as as a horror concept. But yeah, you know, if you if you were to pitch you know a monster destroying a city and if you just think the thousands and potentially millions of lives that would be lost as a result i mean it's pretty that's a yeah. pretty scary concept you know it's well i don't think today's godzilla movies like king of the monsters which i enjoy because as i say i love monster movies um they obviously they're soldiers action i don't yeah. know if they're family films but it's certainly not soldiers well they, they kind of make a point of 
getting civilians out, don't they, in the, those films? Yeah, now, they do. Yeah, sort of yeah. just sort of gets rid of the the stakes, you know, especially from a, a horror point of view. Uh, I do want to comment on the and saying that the most recent one. Uh, it did my boy Mecha Godzilla dirty because oh yeah yeah Mecha Godzilla should just look like Godzilla in tinfoil and they tried to make him like a real thing and no yeah <laughs> he's supposed yeah. to look crap that's the beauty of it oh, I didn't like Kong versus Godzilla because I don't get don't get me I might be wrong but the plot was really convoluted <laughs> for something as stupid as two big things see each other and start punching. Yeah, it was really... They, they added a, a lot more that they didn't need to bother with. The Under-Earth and all that, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I don't... Uh, even I've lost it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, good year there. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm actually going a fair way back myself as well. So, I'm, my number two is a 1967 Soviet Union movie uh, called V. All right. Uh, so, again folk horror really it deals with a priest uh who stumbles across a witch and then basically attacks her and puts her on a deathbed and then legs it back to his uh monastery uh, only to find out that this girl is on a deathbed and has asked for him to perform the last rites for her. Uh, and then horror ensues. Uh, so I think it's it's probably one of the earliest examples of folk horror in cinema. Uh, so it's, you know, predates like The Wicker Man, which is always considered sort of one of the core texts. Mm. Uh, and in, you can just see the roots of a lot of modern stuff that's, that's come out of, of this film. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's phantasmagoric. It's, you know, creepy. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's from 1967. So you, you kind of can see how it's a, a bit crude, especially by today's standards, but probably even a little bit by the standards of the day. Uh, but even with that, they, they managed to get away with some stuff that's, that's really affecting. Yeah. Uh, you know, from scene setting and uh, so uh, a lot of like religious artwork on the walls and, and you know, the the altarpiece in, in the, the place where the body's, you know, resting. Uh, you know, it's stuff that you wouldn't find out of place in any sort of church that you'd see, but, you know, the framed and shot and edited at, the point where it just creates this really unsettling feeling. Uh, you know, I think if you're going to watch it now because of the age and, and sort of how crude it is, you you have to make that decision to buy in straight away. Hmm. You know, I don't think it's a film that's going to suck you in so much. And, and I think you have to say, right, I'm, I'm watching this. I'm getting myself in the 60s headspace for it. But if you, if you can get yourself into that headspace. It, it's so rewarding as a film. It's hmm. really great. Yeah, I definitely, well, I've written it down. I'll definitely, I'll definitely give it a go. Um, I have no, no issue watching the older films. So yeah, yeah I look forward to watching that. And, and it's, you know, it's only like an hour and a quarter as well. So it's, it's 
Oh, really? Nice, nice and brisk again, yeah. Oh, well, that's what we like. Uh, <laughs> right, so I guess I'll go in at my number one, which is 2008's Martyrs, which was a French horror movie. Oh, French again? Yeah. I've gone French twice there. Um, so, Martyrs. I would put Martyrs on a list. If, if we were doing a list of disturbing movies, uh, Martyrs would be in that too. Um, it's um, it's a movie about two girls, um, and it starts it starts off like a home invasion movie. It moves itself into something like a ghost sort of movie, and then towards the end of the movie, it's torture. Um, and the 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 torture the 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 ghost part is scary. Um, I, I would say a bit, and the torture part is really um, when they do that. They, there's no soundtrack to it, so it's all just there's a lot of beatings and a lot of you know it's hard to watch. But one of those movies where um, it was entirely affecting, and even now I haven't watched it again. But even now I think to myself, wow, that that movie did so much to me. It makes me think about about it i think about it a lot um and i just like it's you know with horror sometimes there are movies where you go look i am not recommending this to you but if you watch it then, yeah and you know you'll probably i don't know if you're going to enjoy it or what have you but you'll get something out of it um and just like you know i i, I let one of my i told one of my friends to watch it um and it's that sort of thing where you, i I put it at my number one, and yet I don't think I could really come away and give you a genuine review of of saying, oh, this movie is this, because it just it keeps turning, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Um, like, the ending, the final part of it is just really, like... Actually, I think the very last scene, I think, it's a bit of a... Not a joke, but it's not, you know... It, <laughs> It's not what you were expecting, um, but up until up until then, it's just a really a, sort of a fun ride. Up until it becomes a really hard ride, and then just uh, yeah, just really, really, really great. Really stuck with me. Um, don't watch it, but obviously do watch it. Okay, yeah, well, so I'll, I'll certainly give it a go. Definitely, just, there's a remake for that. Don't do not watch a remake. No. no. <laughs> I'm happy to avoid that. Yeah. All right. So I'm interested. What's your number one? Well, as a surprise to absolutely no one, it's let the right one in. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, I wouldn't. To my mind, I think it's the first non-English language film I saw. Full stop. Uh, so it was a it's a real light bulb moment for me, just on that front. You know, in that. Oh yeah, there's all these more films that exist now for you. Uh, yeah, and I've I've seen I've read the book. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the the English remake, which don't bother with. Uh, not actually a bad film, uh, but it's just just one of them. It just does it just doesn't need to be made. That the the original is more than enough. They never uh, capture the magic, do they? Whenever no, I mean, an American remake, they never capture the magic. I think just because it's it's always so cynical, isn't it? It's just 
this make thing it, yeah. did well, let's make it for, you know, people that don't want to read subtitles. Uh, and at the start of November, I'm actually going to see the stage show in Manchester. Oh, so right. That is something that I'm seriously intrigued about. I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but no, that sounds really good. I'm looking forward to it very much. Uh, See, so yeah, I, I, I don't want to say too much about it in terms of spoilers, because if you haven't seen it, I, I give it my strongest possible recommendation. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it, aren't I? I'm going to have to actually add it to my list. But, and then uh, it, it's... The, the horror that is in it, it always feels very sort of visceral and real. Uh, you know, there's no over-the-top gore. Uh, and there's, there's, there's some stuff in it that, that definitely verges on, on over-the-top, but it it's earned. Uh, and, you know, it by that point, you're... You are, you know, you're in there, you're settled in with it. Uh, but again, I think, you know, the real horror of, of the film is is usually always carried out by people for me. You know, it's... Right, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's a... It's carried out in service of, of this higher power, uh, which is something that, that we see in people. You know, people do commit horrible things for something that's uh, perceived to be above humanity and or also counter to that it's it's humans just being shits to humans it's you know there's bullying and it's so unpleasant if you know if anyone's experienced anything like that and you know thankfully I'd, I'd never really was bullied I, you, know, you get the odd in school and even just from that you really feel what the characters are going through uh, and even when all of this horror is, is going on and it's you know, it's brutal it's uncomfortable it you know it's tear jerking at points there is just this beautiful fairy tale love story that's that's weaved through that mm just pulls at your heart and it's you know it's sweet in equal parts to how monstrous it is and it's it's just a masterstroke for in in every aspect right you know the from the book through direction through performance and and i'd say another massive thing that i'm not mentioning just like the atmosphere of the film you know uh it's a real it's a real winter film i'd say all right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm definitely going to have to add it. In fact, I'll get it watched ASAP and then amend my list <laughs> accordingly. Because um, I do know what it's about and it, it it does, you know, I can see it being a film that I would absolutely love. Um, and it obviously elicits a reaction, which is what you want, you know. So, yeah, there you go. Um, top five foreign language horror movies now i did ask on the facebook what people thought um, yeah we so did get a few we did get a few so uh alistair king of the podcast um 
He said Shutter is a personal favourite of mine, which I can't remember if I've seen that. I think that's the one with the camera. Uh, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Leon, does that count? Oh, sorry, Nikki said, Leon, does that count? Bit of Flemish and French? Yeah, sure, why not? Um, that's definitely more of an action movie. If, um, we're, allow- if we're allowing Godzilla, we'll, we'll let, uh, we'll let Nikki le- have it. I'll let anything through me. <laughs> um, well, we're going to come up to one in a minute that I, j- I can't abide by. I feel this is, a, this is targeted harassment. A, di- <laughs> a different Matthew said, Raw. Which uh, came up on a, li- a lot of lists because, like you, I was I also did a bit of googling to see if I'd missed anything. Um, we'll save that last that next comment for uh, for last, I think. <laughs> so Nikki also said, "I know it's not a horror film, but A War by Tobias Lindholm is the best foreign film I've ever seen, Danish, and in my top two of all time." Um, obviously, it's not a horror film, but um, yeah. Um. Okay, <laughs> but I will certainly add that to my list. Uh, um, I I will too. Yeah, uh, and Chloe said them. La orphanage. Now, La orphanage. I was actually trying to watch today, um, but I couldn't find a version where the subtitles were syncing up for some reason. Okay, that's yeah, uh, that not great. Really frustrating. Because it looked like my kind of film, and also it was uh, Gilmero del Toro, I think, um, which made me think whether I wanted to add Pan's Labyrinth to my list. I nearly messaged you to see if that was a horror film or not. Um, uh, I would say it has done a great job in shitting a lot of people up. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the Devil's Backbone was one that that came up quite a lot, but I've, I've not seen it, so I couldn't I couldn't put it in. No. Uh, so, wasn't the orphanage uh, J.A. Bayona who did? Oh, I'm not sure. I think it was presented by Del Toro. So yeah, I think it was it a, uh, it was a producing credit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his name comes up first. <laughs> it comes up a, a lot in the, in these films. Uh, yeah, but it was yeah J.A. Bayona who did uh, a monster calls and the second Jurassic World film. Ooh. Uh, oh, that was the horror one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it were uh, Yeah, it wanted to do the uh horror film for the sort of like the second half of it, which give it a pretty good go. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, it it's just as close to a horror film for Jurassic as anything else. Um let's see. Um I don't know why I said it like that. She also said wreck, raw, sleep tight. And Martyrs. Martyrs, you see, it's a great film. And lastly, Dave Noddings, who I don't know, I've never seen him on here before, but whatever. <laughs> um, he said Kez, which, as you said, is a bit of a personal attack. Yeah. Um, as, as proud northerners, I don't think we can stand for that. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny. But it's not a horror film, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it may be foreign language to you, sir, but it yeah. ain't. It ain't a fucking horror film. Uh, maybe it is actually. It's quite fucking sad. <laughs> oh dear. Just wanted to love that kestrel. Yeah. Uh, lovely. So that was the filling. That was the horror sandwich filling. Uh, I've remembered to do the sandwiches. 
So last um, thing. Oh, so as as always, we, we've come away with a lot of recommendations, haven't we? So it's yeah, always yeah. fun. Yeah, I I like doing the top fives. They're not our most listened to, but I love doing them. Um, because and so far, oh no, apart from funny games, we we very rarely had a similar list. No, I, I you know, maybe if uh, say if we we go through the others list, we might merge them. Merge. Yes, lovely. All right, where were we? Okay, so we're gonna finish with a couple of questions, um, which is, um, oh, best opening sequence we'll do first. Uh, yeah. So when this one came up, I thought, oh god, this is obvious. It has to be. It's this one. There's couldn't possibly be anything else. And then the more I've thought about it the more I've gone, oh, wait, there's actually loads of really, really great opening scenes. Uh, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with my instinct, and I'm saying Scream. Okay, well, officially, that's the correct answer to the question then. Yeah, but having thought about it, you know, there are a lot of other really good ones. I mean, Final Destination is basically the only scene in the film worth watching most of the time, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the opening scene from It was great. Well, I, I'm with you on Scream. Uh, that was what I was going to say. But I was also going to say Scream 2 as well, which is yeah, also a great really opening. great opening. I mean, obviously Jaws, that first shark attack is harrowing. And I got to see it twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got to see it once. I got to vaguely be aware of it in the uh, the first time. Yeah, and the the scream the screams in that are so genuinely blood curdling and terrifying. It's it's a hell of an opening scene. In fact, I changed mine to Jaws. <laughs> I just don't want to be constantly on Jaws, but Scream Scream was the first one that I thought of. Um, Halloween's got a really good one as well, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah, and I quite enjoyed Nightmare on Elm Street's opening sequence. I thought that was a really good one too. But I think. I think the fact that we both scream jump to our minds straight away, it's got to be the right answer to the question. Yeah, but not as clear-cut as I initially first thought. No, no, that's true. I think there's a lot of good opening scenes. And I think in some cases, the opening scenes are the best scenes, which, you know, like you said, with Final Destination, those are the ones worth watching. Um, I mean, that's... Certainly the second one. Get people on the hook. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's do best score then. Right, well, we're, we're going to uh, tread some familiar water on this one, aren't we? Because I'm saying Jaws. <laughs> you, 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 you can't get away from John Williams, full stop. Uh, but that, that music's just iconic, isn't it, that? cello, double bass, whichever it was. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Apologies to my brother. <laughs> it, it, it is. And is it the right answer to the question? I'm going to say... I'm going to say no. Uh, because I think that it is um, either Halloween or... Um, I think that the I think that the tune is tubular bells from The Exorcist, but I think um, 
I think I'm going to go for the tubular bells from Exorcist. I think that particular score, although is that just purely a song? Well, I think I think now that you've mentioned it, <laughs> I think throughout, I'm still going to say that Jaws is the best single piece of music for a horror film. But I think perhaps throughout the the film as a whole, maybe Halloween edges it. Yeah. And and I just love the idea that John Carpenter just does his own scores to cut costs and <laughs> keep yeah. the budgets tight. I think that Halloween Halloween score is probably the most iconic and it does have, it is scored fantastically. Um, especially the sort of I I, I want to do the tune, but I, I, the later ones when it just has the diddles, you know, they're really good. I, I obviously have done that wrong. I, it's hard for me to not say Jaws because I think the score in Jaws is amazing, especially later on on the Orca when they switch it up a bit and it becomes more like a pirate theme. It, um, it's quite adventurous, isn't it? It's a very adventurous theme. Um, so. I think we. I think I've got lost here between what the difference is between a score and an, um, the actual just the song. So uh, three answers there, really: Jaws, Halloween, and Tubular Bells from The Exorcist. Um, and also, <laughs> last one I'm going to add in that even though I didn't like the film, I thought that the score in Suspiria was really good. Okay, that was one that comes up in the foreign language films quite a lot, doesn't it? But yeah, yeah, but I didn't. I think it was. Stupid. Vast majority in English, so I, I, I was tempted to put it in just to mess with you. <laughs> it would have been fine. I think was it a foreign language movie uh, dubbed or there was, was it, some dubbing in somewhere in there, isn't there? Uh, yeah. But I, I I remember it being in English. Yeah, I I do, but the English doesn't seem right, so maybe. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... I'm not. Re- I'm not quite sure whether we managed to get the best score there. I think we but certainly. I think we've 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 given a few circled around it somewhere, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, look like a shark. Uh, there you go. We settled on jaws now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, lovely. So there you go. That was our top five foreign language horror movies. Um, unless, of course, you're from those places, in which case they're just your language movies. Um. Um, although why you'd be listening to this, I do not know. Uh, I'm but... sure we've got some bilingual listenership. Oh, bilingual listenership. I like it. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's the end of the podcast. That's us. We've, we've made our horror sandwich. Whatever was in it, we've ruined with sugar. I don't know. A petrol sandwich. We put sugar in it. I, I don't know. How's that work? Petrol's bad. Sugar's bad for petrol. I just, I, sorry, I just shrugged. Then that's mm. audio format. Yeah, um, a crisp sandwich with no butter. Ah, <laughs> that's how bad. I would have a crisp sandwich. Well, not even a bit of spread. Actually, mayo. you know what? I, I'm just going to to say it now. Uh, I, I've just come back off holiday, and while we were in Malmo in Sweden, we went to the disgusting food museum. Uh, and I tried a durian fruit while I was there, and it is the single most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. So that's what's on the sandwich. 
Is that the one that smells like vomit or poop? Or... Uh, it smells absolutely or like god rotten, awful. Rotten. Uh, it tastes like onions on crack uh, with some weird mango. I, I won't even say aftertaste, like taste threaded throughout that is just revolting. There you go. You were having that on a sandwich. Awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. Ugh. Uh, right, yeah, so um, that's it. That's the end. So follow all the social medias, everyone, please. Fo- follow the Instagram. I don't know why people are not coming on the Instagram. You should do because I probably do more actual posting there. Um, not much, but I am trying to get better at these things. Um, I just don't know what people are interested in me saying. But go on to the in- Instagram, creative underscore psychopaths underscore, and find us there. That'd be really good. Um Facebook group is Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie pa- podcast. But we've got the old group back now, so if you join that one, whatever. <laughs> I post yeah, everywhere. We're, we're, we're going to have to settle on which one of those we're keeping, don't we? Yeah, we will. We'll get there. We'll de- we'll decide that off uh, off pod. <laughs> uh, what else? That's it, really, isn't it? No, yeah. Come come back next week. We'll uh, we'll have a new episode. Uh, come back next week. Yeah, we've got guests. Um, we're going to be doing. Insidious, if you're interested in that. Um, yes, it's going to be fun. We, first guest we've had in a while. So uh, we're going to try and get more guests in the future because I know a lot of you have obviously signed up originally for that format. But Matthew and I have been settling into each other and now we're now we're not even forcing banter. We're happy as it goes to start picking on guests. Yeah, and, and of course, if you know, if you haven't been a guest and want to, then yes, please our, do. That. Our door is always open. Yes, please do that. And actually, uh, if you've been on before um, and you didn't do all the questions, or you want to do more questions, that's fine too. Come back. You Come are, back. You are well, more always welcome. Our door is always open. <laughs> it is the scary door from Futurama, but it's always open. Shut that fucking door. Right. Okay. Bye, everybody. See you later. <laughs>